1: Peter Ringles here. You're listening to us on Building Fortunes Radio. It's www.buildingfortunesradio.com. For anybody that might be unfamiliar with my voice, you might be a new listener, as we get those all the time. And we started Building Fortunes Radio a long time ago when I was involved in home-based businesses, and I wanted to have a microphone and a platform to be able to speak my mind and the mind of other people that we're doing things the right way. You know, sometimes you just have to grab that megaphone and then let people, uh, you know, talk about some some of the stuff that we do. Kind of excited about today's radio show because this is one I'm going to learn from this series as well as maybe you guys will learn from this series, and it's a conversation uh, with Ed Stetzer about insurance. Stetzer is important to spell the right way. I know most people can probably figure out how to spell Ed, but Stetzer is is easy once you learn it, it's S-T-E-T-S-E-R. So S-T-E-T-S-E-R, Stetzer. So if you go to EdStetzer.com or EdStetzer.insure, and I'll get into that in a second, you'll be able to see some of the cool things that we're working on relative to his websites. But Ed is a gentleman who is going to explain a little bit about his background and he's getting reinvolved. I'm going to say with insurance, both health, life, and final expense. And I wish, if I can say it like this, I would have been able to meet someone like Ed earlier in my lifetime because I know I probably made a lot of expense, uh, a lot of mistakes based on lack of knowledge or. Uh, maybe even manipulated knowledge uh, in my earlier years. So, if you are listening in, we're going to use this radio show segment to tell you a little bit about Ed. That's the first radio show we're going to do today. You'll learn a little bit about his background, so you can feel comfortable with him, knowing that you know he's going to do what's in your best interest as well as what's his in, in his best interest as well. But mostly for your best interest. And then why he's decided to go back into the insurance business, because as we'll learn from his background, um, he had a career already, and now he's restarting this career, we'll call it, um, for many reasons. I'll let you actually I'll let him tell you the story, but we are here with Ed Stetzer, so Ed, thanks for being here on your own radio show.
2: Thank you, Peter, good morning.
1: Hey, so uh, I I know who, I know who you are, but a lot of people may not know a little bit about your background, so can you share with us some things about your background, like who you are?
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I'll take you back to the very beginning, kind of. Uh, been married. My wife and I were both working. We're paying the bills. We had some extra money. And I thought, I'm going to do some investing, but I didn't know anything about it. So I called a securities firm. They came out to see me. By the time he got done, I thought to myself, I want to do that for a living. That's neat. That's fun. I can help people. So I entered the in, the investment business on the security side. Uh, did that for probably a couple of years and then discovered – in talking with people that there was also a need for help with insurance. So then I got my insurance licenses and began to combine the insurance with investments. And something I learned back then, typically in those days when the insurance agents, quote, sold insurance, the approach was to figure out how much the client could afford monthly, and then that's how much insurance that the agent sold them, which is the very wrong way of doing it. What we need to do is figure out how much insurance one needs and then fit the policy to their needs. But continuing my experience, I did that for several years, and then I left. And I started my own uh, business management consulting firm. I did that for many years. Then I left and I went into the mortgage banking business. I was a loan officer for quite a few years. And now I've come full circle. I'm back in the insurance business. I'm just in the process of acquiring my licenses and getting set up, and I'll have all those licenses in place within a couple of weeks.
1: Excellent. So when you first got started, like, I know how old you are, but I don't know if our audience knows how old you are, you know, relative to um, your careers. So when you were doing the insurance for the first time and the investment stuff for the first time, like, it was a different world. So most of the times, like how old were you or how old, what years were it approximately? And how was insurance sold way back then?
2: I was in my mid-20s when I started that. Um, And again, back then, insurance primarily is sold in the same point of whole life insurance, which is a combination of term insurance and cash value insurance. And that's not the approach I took to insurance. I was from a school called Buy Term and Invested Difference. We can buy an adequate amount of term insurance for far less monthly premium than we can with whole life insurance. And then we take the difference and we invest it in securities. We separate the insurance from securities. And my approach was to educate people because most people are confused by and don't understand insurance. I found that if I sat with people and educated, fully explained to them, then they were more inclined to purchase what they need.
1: And I think, um, I don't know that much about insurance, so I'm super-duper very interested in figuring out what kind of either right decisions or wrong decisions that I had made over time. Um, when it comes to health, um, I used to let my wife handle the health insurance, and uh, that was because I was too busy. I was the dad. She was at home. I was running all over the place, and she was making decisions on her own, and I, I would. I, I don't know. We we never went through any courses on that sort of stuff. So I'm sure we made some decisions along the way that probably you could have helped us with health insurance. Life insurance was one that I basically handled because it just made some sense. You know, the security guy thinking about security for the family. I had three young kids, so I bought into that term insurance, and I stuck with that for a super duper long time until they basically kicked me out because I didn't die. And then they raised they raised my rates. So I'm very interested in learning about how some of the mistake, some of the decisions that I made were okay. And probably, Peter, you could have done something else as well. But the most important thing I want to talk about right now is like the insurance world has changed. I remember when my parents bought insurance, a guy named Tom used to come to the house and they'd sit down, they'd my, you know, we'd have coffee and whatever. Not we, but I'd watch my parents have coffee and cake, and Tom would be in and grab a check and come back and pick up that check probably more frequently than uh, I needed to know, it probably because my parents were having a hard time financially. He had to go pick, come pick up the check. I said, Tom's such a nice guy. He's always here. <laughs> you know, that meant he was picking up his premium check or his uh, monthly check. But the reality was um, that was the way insurance was sold way back then. Now, I think insurance is probably sold a little bit differently, and some people wish we can go back to the way it used to be, maybe. I don't know. But how was insurance sold then when you got started, and how is it changing or changed since you're here now?
2: Okay. Back then, typically, we went to the home to sell insurance. And most often, we sat literally at the kitchen table where I had room to work, and I could draw diagrams and explain to people how it worked. Nowadays, of course, with technology being what it is, insurance is being sold on the Internet. There's no longer a need to go to the home to meet with people, although we can still do that if that's what the person desires. But again, with technology, uh, we can save time and, and accomplish the job just as well.
1: Right. So now I know some would be better and some would be There are probably pros and cons to both ways. What were some of the pros uh, to wait, it used to be done at that kitchen table. You know, besides the extra calories, because you probably you know drank more coffee than you were supposed to, and probably had more cake than you were supposed to. So, what were some of the pros of selling insurance in people's homes at the kitchen table?
2: I think the pros was the the client could get to know me personally, um, and because we could do that, there was a kind of a level of trust built in in the relationship. And again, that helped because, again, my my approach was one of education rather than, quote, selling. Okay? And by being there, we had both the husband and wife, and they they could ask me questions.
1: Excellent. And what were some of the downsides, if any?
2: Um, The only downside I can think of was on my part, it was much more time. Uh, intensive for me that way because I had to travel. Sometimes I would travel as much as 50 miles or more to meet with a client. But I don't, can't, I can't think of any downtime we had for the client themselves.
1: Right. So for the client, probably no downtime. All the plus side on the besides, you know, they had to take some time out of their day, which you know was an investment in their time. But for the sales rep, it was a, you know, not an inconvenience. It was a means to an end or a necessary evil. You had to get there, which means you had to have a car. You had to dress. Up, you know, so you had to look good, probably smell good, you know, cut your hair, stuff like that. You had to do those types of things. You had to deal with all the other things that people deal with within home. But the plus side was the idea of having that personal relationship. So, like you said, people could learn a little bit more about you. So there's a trust factor there. Once you have the trust, um, and you're doing things in their best interest, it's a lot easier to, you know, help them make a decision. Some people might say close the sale or whatever you might call it. But it was it was a mutual thing with far less stress. Now. Today, uh, like you said, the Internet, computers, all that sort of stuff, we can make decisions in seconds. And what are the plus parts of that and what are the downsides of that?
2: Well, again, the plus side of that is it's more convenient to meet with the client because we can schedule a time that's convenient for them and convenient for me as well. The disadvantage, as I see it, again, is the loss of of the personal touch, of being there in person, to getting to know the person. I think online it's a little more difficult to establish rapport and have the client test uh, trust me. Um, There's an old saying in the business that people do not care how much you know until they first know how much you care. And being able to establish that relationship of caring and trust is very important to the transaction.
1: Excellent. So some of the downside of the Internet is people think they can make their decisions on their own, Um, based on maybe whatever they read on a website or maybe based on you know some uh, wrong wrong information or wrong decisions so they can go and they can buy I guess you can probably buy life insurance and final expense insurance and maybe even health insurance on your own completely online don't need a sales rep and some people are adverse to a sales rep they're kind of allergic to them because they, they just don't like interacting with people nowadays but with the with a good website that explains with your good you know knowledge and with um, the ability for you to be able to communicate and build trust over the phone and through the internet, um, people can really make better decisions for themselves and probably even have a more educated experience because whatever you might have been educating you know my parents or me at home at that time usually was most of my education period, so it lasted for what an hour if on the internet though I could be learning for hours and hours and hours and really what the best decision so I could ask you the right questions so you can really help me make a better decision as well. So we're going to do this. We're going to take a little commercial break. You're uh, listening to Ed Stetzer. He's uh, become an insurance agent again and uh, going through all the things. He's going to be able to help you with your insurance needs both in health, life, and final expense. And we'll be right back.
0: Thanks for listening to Building Portions Radio. If you sell a product or service, then you should check out PMMarketingNetworkLeads.com. Just visit www.NetworkLeads.com. For over 18 years, PM Marketing has helped distributors build their home-based businesses through lead generation, website development, automated email delivery systems, and sales training. If you're looking for a way to increase your skills and increase the number of people that see your product or opportunity, NetworkLeads.com can help. To learn more, visit www.NetworkLeads.com. Ask about their lead management system, capture pages, personalized websites, MLM training, humongous blogs, the humongous classified ad network, Building Fortunes Radio, or their webinar schedule. Networkleads.com can be your one-stop shop for everything you need. And now, back to our show.
1: And we are back. Peter Mingles here with Ed Stetzer. We have two websites that we're building for Ed. One is hisname.com and the other one is hisname.insure. So if you go to edstetzer, S-T-E-T-S-E-R dot com, or that's like his personal website. And then if you go to edstetzer.insure, that's going to be like his insurance website. And I bet you most of you, if you're listening in, didn't even know the .insure was a domain name extension. So it would be edstetzer.insure. And uh, you can go there and you'll see the website that we're starting to develop over there. But just like everything else in life, if you don't promote your business or things along that line, uh, one of my friends from a previous profession told me one time, not advertising and promoting your business is a little bit like winking in the dark. And if you're winking in the dark, I said to him, Joe, what the hell does that mean? And he said, if you're winking in the dark, only you know you're doing it. So I said to Ed, we got to get on the radio. We'll use our classified ad. We'll use all the things that we have available because you're a good guy and I know you can help some people make perhaps even lifelong correct decisions uh, or maybe even life-changing correct decisions based on dealing with a good sales rep who knows what they're talking about and can help them along the line. So that's why we decided to do this radio show series. We're going to do it on Mondays at noon Eastern time for those people who like to listen in live. But some people, you know, you can't be here every Monday at noon. Uh, You could if you wanted to, but probably it doesn't fit your schedule either. We're going to always have these on buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash Ed Stetzer. So if you go to buildingfortunesradio.com forward slash Ed Stetzer, you'll be able to hear this as well as the future radio shows that may be a little bit more targeted as far as some of the specific information that we give out. So, Ed, you decided to, to work with three Types of insurance, health insurance, life insurance, final expense insurance, you know, what were some of the reasons why you decided to help a uh, family or an individual with those three?
2: Peter, one of the things I've discovered getting back into the business is older people oftentimes do not have insurance and they do not think they can buy insurance because of their age sometimes they have health issues and they think because of that they cannot purchase insurance. If we have somebody who, you know, the doctors say you've got six months to live, yes, you cannot buy insurance. But aside from that, we can insure almost anybody up to the age of 85. We have now what's called guaranteed issue insurance. There are only a few brief questions on the application. There's no physical exam required. You don't have to see the doctor. You just answer the questions, and we can get an immediate answer for you if the insurance company is willing to issue a policy for you. And the cost is far less than what a lot of people think it is. And the problem is, of course, later in life, people who don't have insurance, they pass away. The family, the survivors, are caught with the expenses of a funeral. And funeral expenses today can range as high as 10, to even $15,000, um, and not having insurance at that point, the survivors, you know, they're faced with that huge bill. In addition to that, oftentimes the deceased left behind some debts that need to be settled. I think sometimes people think when a family member passes away, the debts just go away, like credit card debt, for example. Those debts do not go away the the uh, credit card companies come after the surviving members of the family for that money and if we don't have the insurance in place that could be a real tragedy for the family survivors
1: right so that's uh, now in reference to what you're referencing i guess were you talking about life insurance or were you talking about health insurance
2: yeah no this is health this is life insurance i'm t- talking about at the moment life insurance
1: got it okay so i know um, and we don't want to talk about a, a lot about the details because we're going to do that on future shows, but there's different types of life insurance um, that people would buy uh, depending on their maybe their age and their personal situation. So for obvious reasons, if you're listening in, meaning like you're a regular person listening in, your situation is going to be different. So you definitely want to talk to Ed personally about your specific situation because they are – Many times there might be groups that might be similar, but individuals uh, definitely need to talk to Ed because he's going to drill down with all the questions and help you make that decision for both your short-term and your long-term benefits. So that's um, life insurance. Now, final expense, would you wrap that into the conversation we just had before? Would final expense be one of those things in the life insurance or a variation of life insurance where it handles those final expenses after you're passed?
2: Yes, Peter, final expense is just another form. There's a specific policy referred to as final expense. And one of the reasons it's referred to as final expense is because, again, it's what's called guaranteed issue. There are no lengthy health questionnaires. We don't need to see the doctor. And there are policies that are designed specifically for people who are up in age. Uh, And, again, final expense policies can be issued up pretty much through the age of 85. And they don't have to be paid for uh, forever. We have policies that can be paid up in five years. So after five years, you no longer pay a premium, or 10 years, or 15 years. That's something we fit to the individual client after we discover their situation.
1: Wow. So uh, the whole decision that you might be making in your 20s might be different than the one you're making in your 60s or 70s, perhaps, and uh, as everybody's life has a tendency of changing, it doesn't usually go through a straight line. It usually ping-pongs around a little bit. Your situation may have changed a little bit. So either there could have been a divorce, there could have been a, uh, a, a maybe a, a spouse that got sick or died. There could be a whole bunch of variables that change along the line. So you definitely want to talk to Ed Stetzer. You know, a little commercial plug for Ed, talk to Ed Stetzer. He's got his phone number on the website, edstetzer.com and edstetzer.insure, and you'll be able to uh, get the education you need from him. Now, then, you know, you decided that you wanted to do health insurance. So a qualified rep has to go get a license, So they just don't let anybody sell these things, right? So you go to school, basically back to school, to get a license. Why did you decide to do health insurance as well? Because it was going to mean an extra expense for you, and extra time to go get licensing and continuing education and all that other sort of stuff. Why did you decide to do health? The
2: reason I decided to do health, Peter, is because that's an area that's really confusing people. I know myself with my personal health insurance, I have sought advice for that. But now that I'm back in school and learning and taking the courses required by the state, and by the way, the exam by the state, I'm in the state of New Jersey, so I don't know statistics for other states. But in the state of New Jersey, only 51% of the agents who sit for the exam pass it the first time. It's a wow. very strenuous and, and demanding exam. As you can imagine, you know, 49% of people fail it the first time. And statistically, the average number of times an exam is taken by the agent to pass is three times. So statistically, agents take that exam three times before they can pass it.
1: Wow. And, and as I was saying, yeah. it, you
2: know, with the health insurance, yes, go ahead.
1: Yeah, and it's not like they weren't trying the first time. This, this, They didn't just walk in like a survey. Just You know, they weren't at Walmart, and someone says, do you want to take a – health Insurance exam, and they said, "Sure, you know, off the cuff, I mean they'd studied for this, you know, and they they really tried so you're talking about a hundred percent of the people that really tried they paid for the exam they they're doing it for a reason they want to be able to sell the insurance, so for the you know almost the majority of the people to fail a couple of times um, doesn't mean that they're you're not trying <laughs> it's a hard exam well
2: the fact matter is the state requires a minimum hours of classroom education so you can't just go take the exam you have to first take classroom and you have to pass classrooms with a minimum of a score of 80 before you can sit for the exam so even though agents have been through you know the the required hours in a classroom they've scored 80 on a practice test still only 51 percent pass the exam on their first try wow
1: wow So in reference to – I'm going to ask a vague question, but if people have – say, for instance, most people focus on health insurance and life insurance, um, what percentage do you think have the correct insurance? So based on, like, more educated view after talking to you, how many probably would you say – originally start off with the correct insurance or are most of us practicing malpractice when it comes to making decisions on our own or having been manipulated by either a family member who sells insurance or friend who sells insurance or maybe some insurance guy or computer that decided for me. So what do you think the percentages are? Long-winded question of those people that get it right on their own.
2: I'm almost hesitant to answer you. There's going to be a – I'm going to get a lot of phone calls on this. (laughs) <laughs> my guess is the percentages are extremely high. Again, from my experience way back in the beginning, when I did this years ago, you know, now I'm getting started again, um, agents typically would determine how much a person could afford to pay monthly, and then that's how much insurance they bought. Now, something I've discovered in the process of taking my courses, and by the way, I mentioned, you know, 51% of people, only 51% pass. I pass on my first time through. Um, Just a a little plug there, if you please. Um, But what we have now, as I've discovered in my educational courses, is we now have the Internet where you can buy insurance online. You don't even need to talk to an agent. Of course, the problem with that, you know, there's a lot involved in insurance. And just as an experiment on myself, a couple weeks ago, I actually purchased a life insurance policy. I took one of the flyers that I get in the mail regularly, and I responded to it. And I actually bought an insurance policy. The premium on the policy I bought was $157. I then looked at the insurance that I have to offer with the companies I'm working with, that exact same policy had a premium of $86.
1: Oh, gosh. So
2: someone who bought it online on their own would be paying $157. If they were fortunate enough to meet with me, they'd be paying $86. But that's not even the worst of it, Peter. The worst of it is that $157 policy um, has what's called graded benefits. And what that means is if you die within the first two years after the issuance of the policy, the insurance company is going to return to your beneficiary the premium you paid to them, plus ten percent. You will not collect the face value policy. With my eighty-six dollar policy, we don't have that restriction. We have the full amount of insurance in effect from the very first day.
1: That's insane, and I, I, it is. I am not, I am not going to name the company, but I bet you if I, <laughs> if I guessed it, I'd be right, and um, I, I. Yeah, I get it. So, in essence, my question to you is how many people do you think have the wrong policy or maybe kind of could have some tweaking, and your not political answer would be most of them. Most people are probably either overpaying – I don't want to put words in your mouth, but most people are probably overpaying or they're – let's call it misinsured, you know, somebody who should be insured correctly – but now they're misinsured or disinsured or whatever political term we want to assign to it, they probably bought the wrong stuff. Like they're not maxing out their, their benefits. They're not getting their money's worth when they probably need it most. Would that be, would that be a fair statement?
2: Absolutely. Yes, it would. Yes.
1: Okay. Excellent. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm excited about learning more, and I'm kind of depressed about all the decisions that I've probably made that have been probably bad. But the reason why I'm doing this radio show is because um, you, if you're listening in, don't have to make some of the decisions that, you know, maybe I or other people have made wrong. So, you know, we survived, I suppose, but less in the bank account um, and maybe even potentially at risk of the um, challenges associated with buying the wrong policy because just to use as an example, if someone – bought that policy that you were referencing, that life insurance policy, and then they happened to die within that two years, and they thought they were covered for whatever, $100,000, and now they're only covered for what they put in, which was uh, the 156 times 12 plus 10%. Oh, my gosh. That's devastating. That is devastating. I mean, that's almost cruel. Like, you should have somebody call you up and explain, do you really understand what you're buying here? kind of a conversation and because those things don't happen in the real world there's a lot of people that are hurt so i'm excited about Ed Stetzer insurance so for those people listening in go to edstetzer.com if you want to learn a little bit about ed go to edstetzer.insure if you want to learn more about what's going on but the most important thing is you know pick up the phone uh, we're going to have a section in there where you're going to be able to schedule an appointment. But, you know, he's somebody likes to talk on the phone, so just pick up the phone. Let's deal with Ed. So, Ed, thanks for being here. And um, we're going to call it a radio show for the very first one. We'll see everybody next Monday. Thanks, everyone.
0: You've been listening to Building Fortunes Radio on buildingfortunesradio.com. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time for the designated Building Fortunes Radio segment with Peter Mingles. Be sure to check out the buildingfortunesradio.com website for our featured segments. It's been our privilege to have you listen in. At Building Fortunes Radio, we wish you the success you deserve and are willing to work for. So spread the word, tell a friend, join our newsletter, and go make a difference in your world.